What's going on, friends and family? Thank you guys so much for joining Every Day is a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. Hey, guys, another great day, another great episode, another great interview. Hey, I'm super excited to uh, introduce my next guest. This guy is doing some great things for the veteran community. Let's go ahead and give him his introduction. My next guest is a retired Army veteran who served his country proud from, for 20 years. Since he's been out, he's been working hard at providing a place for veteran voices to be heard by starting a podcast show called Two Drunk Dudes in a Gun Room and have recently released a radio station called Gun Room Radio where you can listen to veteran musicians and podcasters. Let's meet Donald Dunn. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Hey, Donald, what's going on, brother? Hey, I am super happy to have you on, man. Uh, I always, you know, check out a lot of the podcasts you've been on your podcast that you got going on, you know, I hear your voice, uh, on the radio. So, uh, glad to have you in person, man. But, uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and let all the listeners know who's Donald Dunn and, uh, why you joined the army, what you did in the army, you know, give us a little bit of your tour and then, uh, what you've been doing since you've been out, man. All right. So, um, me and my wife met in uh, seventh grade, and we got married a month after high school. So what drew me to the military was uh, I had a family and, and responsibilities. Um, I had recently got fired from uh, my job, and so I, I decided to, to come in, and that was in 94. So I came in. It was all peacetime. So it was a, it was a different military at that time. And uh, I came in, and uh, I did uh, my first year was uh korea that was after basic training ait i was a i was a wheel mechanic um and uh, i came in and uh did a year in korea then i finally got to be back with my wife and you know what happens just like after deployments you get back with the wife and you start popping out youngins and uh (laughs) so we started having kids and uh uh, was at fort bliss and i was thinking about getting out of the military i I just it, it wasn't for me but the truth was i was i was young you know, I wasn't fully developed yet. And, uh, so my thoughts was I was getting out and, and luckily I just hated Fort Bliss so much that it was easier to reenlist to leave than to wait until my enlistment was up to get out. So I reenlisted to go to Germany. And I think that's where my career really took a turn, man, because, uh, I, uh, I went into, I was with the mechanized infantry there. I did my first deployment to Bosnia and, uh, uh, when I came back, um, you know, I was, I was a little bit more mature. We were having our second child. So the, the needing of medical and, and being in became a much more, uh, uh, requirement. So I started looking at where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And, uh, so I decided to, uh, volunteer and I went into the special ops community and I did, uh, I ended up doing 10 years with the uh, 160th SOAR, and uh, I was in Savannah there at Hunter from uh, 2000 to 2010. And then uh, I finally uh, left the uh, special ops world, and uh, I was thinking about retirement at that point, so I I went back overseas and uh, came back and uh, ended up retiring there out of uh, Fort Stewart. But uh, total, I did... uh, I did a total of 68 months between Iraq and Afghanistan and Bosnia. So not sure how in depth you want to be. 
Yeah, no, you're What's not, that? man. Get depth, man. Let us know. Hey, this is a place <laughs> where we let our stories be heard, man. Let's hear your stories. All right. So, uh, um, Bosnia, man, was was a fun deployment. So, a lot of people don't know because I haven't I haven't brought it out, but uh, I'm in the process of writing a book, um, and uh, it is more so for me to explain to my kids what happened to me and and who their dad was because um by the time they were old enough to know what things was happening is when 9-11 was happening and you know it changed me i you know it's just a fact that's that's what happened and uh so i uh when i was in bosnia it was it was a peacekeeping time frame there but uh you know, I was out of the wire just about every day, and and uh, I seen some things that that was uh, rather uh, interesting. You know, um, one story I'll tell you. So we were rebuilding the government at that time, so they were implementing new laws and everything else, and the country was was really ragged. One of their stipulations was they were trying to get everybody back into the license plates and paying taxes and that type of stuff. So, um. I would go out with the scouts and uh vehicle we'd have road checks and vehicles that had the wrong license plates i would tow them with my wrecker and take them to the uh, impound yard and uh we were out with the swedes and uh we came across an accident and uh the guy was hurt pretty bad he was uh unconscious laying on the ground and uh one of the swedes was a doctor a medic and uh, he was uh, applying first aid and uh, the the car was halfway up the mountain. You know, the the front of it was facing the road, and the rest. I don't know how he what he hit her. I mean, it was the only car, so I don't know how he did it. But um, when he came to, the uh, Swede was standing over the top of him, and the guy hit him. <clears throat> and uh, dude, it was like uh, an orchestra, and it just raised, everybody raised their instruments, and all you heard was. And the guy stood up. And he walked over to his car and the A-frame on the, uh, his, his driver's wheel was just hanging there. And he tried to take his belt off and uh, tie his belt around it like that was going to do anything. And I mean, blood was just squirting out. It was an artery that was cut and it was just losing blood. And finally, he, he passed out. And when he passed out, we just kind of looked at each other like, man, do we, do we apply first aid again or is he going to hit us again, you know? Not that time right. the Bosnians grab a hold of him and threw him in a van. And I mean, I don't know what they did with him after that. I assume they took him to a hospital, but uh, you know, we went on about our day, but it was a crazy time frame, man. You know, we'd had kids bringing us Russian grenades and stuff that they found. And, and uh, it was my eye opener to things here are a lot better than what, you know, you know, it, when you cross the bridge, and you you leave Croatia. So I drove from uh, Tazar, Hungary to Bosnia. <clears throat> it takes about three days in a military convoy. And when you cross that bridge, man, Croatia is so pretty. But when you land in Bosnia, you instantly know. It's like toothpaste stopped right there at the bridge. And toothpaste was no longer allowed to go across because, <laughs> you know, the, people were burning their yards to stay warm. Um, the first building I seen was a school and it had 50 cow holes in it just all over it where it had been shot up. I mean, it was, it was crazy, 
And this was in 90, uh, 98 is when it was. And uh, so we did that year there. And then when I came back, that's when, uh, you know, my, my, my daughter was born in Germany while I was uh, in Bosnia. And that, that's when I decided, you know, I kind of like this life, man. So I, I, I joined into the special ops community where I thought, you know, I would be doing a lot more of that. I, I had no idea how much more was fixing to come, but, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was good times, man. What years, uh, were you over the middle East? So <clears throat> I was there mostly from 2002 to my last deployment was 2012. And that was with, uh, Fort Stewart, the, uh, the rest of them was with uh, the 160th. So we we would go. So we when I was with the 160th, we were with we were in five different uh, theaters at the at the same time. We were in now we're a, we were a battalion of like 300 people, and we were in South America, we were in um, the Philippines, America, Iraq, and Afghanistan. You know, so we were supporting five different theaters. <clears throat> Spread a little thin there. Absolutely. I mean, it was so bad that they called in the Iowa National Guard to run our base, our our unit there at Hunter because we didn't have anybody left back to keep daily ops going, you know, and we ended up deploying some of them forward with me. One of them, you know, was in Afghanistan. Our first uh, um, trip to Afghanistan, he went with me. So they, even they got to experience some of the fun. A good old sandbox. So, uh, were you just over in uh, Iraq, or did you go into Afghanistan at any time? Uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. So, you did Af okay. My first, uh, my first experience was Afghanistan. Um, we were, we were in a, a we were in another country um, when Iraq um, went off, and uh, we uh, we sat there waiting for for Iraq to kick off. Um, our mission at that time was to take out all the uh, um, the lookout posts that were radioing back. So before everybody crossed over in Kuwait, we came in from another country, and uh, you know we we dropped a bunch of pamphlets and stuff down, and and you know said, hey, y'all might not want to be here. And before the uh, whole the shock and all. Yeah, yeah. Before the, B, before the B2 did their deal. Yeah, and so. <laughs> You know, we uh we then went in, took out the those those posts before the the main body crossed over, and that way information wasn't being passed back before it was too late. At least gave everybody a head start. But <clears throat> so yeah, we we sat there and for like I don't know, man, three four months waiting for the uh, the crossover for us to is, actually isn't happen. Isn't it amazing how 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 much fair we play in the game oh the yeah, war. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and uh you know it's it's crazy man because uh the whole time you know you're you're there you don't really see the uh the the upfront battle you know at that time you don't see the things like um people that are not part of the the fighting that are being affected you know until that main body that ground war starts and that's when it becomes personal 
you know when the war first kicked off it was like i said we were shooting down buildings we're shooting down guard towers and and lookout points you know you don't really know if there was anybody in them or not but uh you know it's not personal it's you're not up front but uh yeah it's uh it is uh quite interesting yeah to say the least my gosh man i mean i was over there in uh 2003 myself so yeah we probably uh playing in the sand together oh yeah yeah absolutely man i did some time in mosul um that was mostly the area i was in in iraq was was up there in mosul um when when we did finally enter iraq yeah and, and i was uh, actually in kuwait before we entered i was uh camp commando yeah and we had supply chain into uh babylon iraq okay yeah but uh we were feeding the frontline marines there but i mean we didn't set up su- that supply chain till i mean i want to say around mid-april or so kind of once Saddam Saddam was actually captured and yeah. uh you know we we had uh, some you know stuff set up but we weren't really using all the palaces and stuff like that that we started to use and make them turn them into bases yeah you know and th- and that was another thing that was was crazy you know everybody talks about how great we did but if you really break down that war if we were going against another country that was, you know, much better at defending itself, it might have been a, a lot different because the battle outran the logistics. I mean, you look at your supplies, you know, the bullets, band-aids. Race, and, man. Yeah. It was the race we were, to Baghdad. It we were, was. We, they, kept, they were kept skipping over big-time uh, places that should not have been. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm 100% with you, brother. <laughs> We, uh, I think we tried to get there, and they were like, oh, once we take Saddam out of uh, power, we're done. You know, we're over. <laughs> not in that, not in yeah. that region. <laughs> how, how, did that, how did that philosophy work out? <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. how many heads that snake has, but you cut off one head, there's another. I can I tell you, sure in 2019, that. I was told to take four or five guys and build a, uh, a maintenance facility in Ramadi. And uh, we used that as a uh, basically a, a refuel and repair area for our convoys, right? Three days a week, I drove from there to Fallujah to train Iraqis in logistics. So, I mean, this is 2019 from 2003. Fallujah was uh, the hot spot, man. It was a shithole. We, dude, that that the Battle of Fallujah. I mean, yeah. there's there's actually some I'm sure books, documentaries. Oh yeah. Uh, my cousin was uh, in, you know, he was a part of that. He was a grunt. He was an O three eleven. Dude, um, has some crazy stories. Uh, he's now he's in the sheriff department, but wow. Yeah. You look at the the Jess, Jessica Lynch situation. That was exactly what we were just talking about about yeah. how the battle left the logistics behind. And, uh, you know, those guys weren't even given pluggers, man. They were given a, a strip map drawn, drawn on a, uh, on a napkin of how to go. And they couldn't make heads or tails of that. So they took a wrong turn. Yeah. They did. Yeah. They, they were following MRE wrappers and the yeah. battle got so far ahead of them that the trash had been blown away. So they weren't sure where to go no more. And so they drove, they literally drove through Fallujah 
and made it all the way through the city went before they realized, oh shit, we were supposed to turn left. And then they turned around and came back through it. And that's when they knew, you know, hey, we're being attacked. And and the, the, they're lucky that it was Iraqi military that was there and not some sort of extreme group. They they really are. That you know, the, the people that yeah, were captured would be alive, yeah. No. I mean, yeah, no. It would have been a hundred percent casualty on that one. Yep. Uh that one hit that one hit home for me in in my yeah. group being the supply bubba um and doing convoys in and out uh, yeah you know and obviously you know we have our own I'm, i can't i won't just discuss things but i mean we have our own ways of doing things but uh yeah. to try to alleviate those ambushes and those kind of type of deals but yeah man that 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 uh whole convoy um it's it, they got they, they unfortunately for them they uh they got really bad intel. They got bad yep. uh, direction. It you know it's yeah. a bad situation, man. You know uh, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, you know right right if you remember right before the ground war kicked off, right and and there's a lot of things that led up to them getting captured. So the five oh seventh was uh, my support. Uh, that was my third shop when I was in Iraq, and or when I was in. Uh, Fort Bliss, and and I can tell you, they were a shitty ass unit. They were shitty then. I'm sure it didn't change. The leadership was poor. So if you remember, there was that guy that that didn't want to fight against Muslims, and he was trying to go home. And finally, he just took a live grenade and chucked it in the talk, oh, yeah. and and took out his yeah. first on his command. <clears throat> yeah. So the 507th, they were like, "Ooh, you know, we have kind of treated these guys like shit." They, we might get a live grenade too so they took all their grenades from them they took their at4s from them they locked up the cruiser weapons they gave their pluggers to the uh the patriot guys and they sent them across the, the uh the uh um the road wow. so they didn't have any cruiser weapons they literally fought with m16s that's what they fought with in a I don't know, M16s over there. <laughs> yeah. CLP. <laughs> Jam. <laughs> oh yeah. My gosh. Uh, yeah, man. Finicky. Wow. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's crazy, Donald, because uh, all this stuff that you're talking about, it, it. I was there at the same time. All these stories rang right through each of our camps. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we were being advised on all this stuff as it's coming through and the you know because i mean we had a lot of um you know we got information as it was kind of happening it was really filtering in the comms were really up and running yeah the only thing that that they missed over there was the first scud missile had had escaped under all the radars and landed outside of our uh, base um then they started putting the patriot missiles up there and boy man them things saved our ass yeah, dude, they they? Saved, they saved the whole. I mean, a big mission. The yeah. Patriot, the the anybody out there that worked Patriot missiles pff, during that time, you guys saved saved the mission. I yeah, say. yeah, they they we are really uh, started taking on some heavy uh, missiles, man. Yeah, yeah, don't give them too big of a head. <laughs> 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 no, they are they are a good group of guys, man. But uh, they uh, you know, they they consider themselves combat arms and. 
and I always laugh at him. You know, I tell him, I said, yeah, you, you guys are your combat arms, man. It, it takes forever to drive up, park, get out, run some cables, put your camouflage up, take the extra hat that you bought and put it behind your launcher and then undo your cot. And a wait. lot of the work's being done for them after <laughs> yeah. they set up, man. Yeah. I mean, you the know, setup is all they do. Yeah, the they don't. They shot. don't even hit a button. It's <laughs> yeah, it's see, like I it's mean... like uh it's like roulette. You know, they sit there and, <laughs> and they wait and they hope it's their launcher that gets the button chose. Right. Yeah. You know? like and that, that's sure why they all the put right a position. hat. Yeah. That's why they all put a hat behind their launcher. So it, oh, nice. that's their souvenir. So if their launcher goes off, it burns their hat, and that's what they keep. Ah. We call them, uh, you know, it's it's ADA, air defense artillery. We call them ADA as in a, another different army. So. <laughs> Man, yeah, the, you guys definitely uh, giving each other shit. We all give each other shit, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pogue, you know, I get pogue. I get pogue all the time. So you know, you know the the Marines. The, thing I get. the Marines was a part of the uh, um, Jessica Lynn's rescue too. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ones uh, they brought they, the Force Recon guys. Yep, they did that, and they—they're the. That's where y'all's, uh, where the artillery came to draw the military to the other side of Fallujah. You know, they thought they—they they all left that hospital because they thought they were being attacked from all the artillery that was going off on the other side. I watched. Uh, so I was in the 160th at that time, and I was in um, Kandahar uh, when that happened, and I literally watched that unfold on Predator feed. It was pretty remarkable man I, I was sitting in afghanistan watching on a computer a video footage as as all that was unfolding wow yeah it, it's it's really impressive the stuff that we can do tell me about it i mean uh i ended up joining in i mean after i got out i was in the aerospace industry for a while oh yeah and, you know, the f-35s and stuff like that and the technology we got nowadays is it'll blow you away i mean yeah, some of those missiles that they were using over in the Middle East were uh, voice detecting type of missiles where they got the the sons of uh, Saddam Hussein and all that. Mm -hmm. They were able to pick up their voices through satellites and put a missile right on them. Wow, I mean, Man. we got some pretty awesome stuff, and uh, it's uh, awesome to be sitting here talking to the your real hero, man. I mean, in my eyes, I always. Uh, Think the guys wearing the the camouflage out there doing the work, or, you know, those are real heroes to me. I, I appreciate it, man. But you know, at the end of the day, it, and this is one thing I always say on all my podcasts, man. The the people that have enlisted after nine eleven, you know, that is a different breed of of volunteers. Yep. Like I said at the beginning, I I enlisted when it was. You know, yeah, I knew I could I go to the war. Generation kill is yeah. or something. There's a name for them. Yeah, I mean, but they they enlisted knowing, you know, I I come to fight. Yep. You know, so yeah, man. It, I think uh, I think I, I got a lot of respect for the guys that 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 enlisted after nine eleven. You know, for whatever reason, you know, whether you did just come for college money, you still knew. Well, I'm gonna have to fight for this money. There was you know. definitely a, a higher chance of you going to war with the conflict going on and you're joining. When yeah. I joined in the year 2000, nothing was going on yeah. really. I mean, it was relatively peaceful time. Yeah. And boom, you know, once the 9-11 happened, I mean, shit changed the way base was, you know, the way we entered base. I mean, it's still different to this day from it all, but yeah, um, 
that day has changed, you know, a lot of things, the way we, you know, ran things and did things. But, uh, yeah, I have a lot of respect, too, for anybody that signed up afterwards, like, knowing, all right, I might as well go fight, you know. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Hastings, he's one of those guys, <laughs> man, who joined to go to fight, and, you know, he took the fight out there, man. He's Yeah. That guy, I, I had had him just on my show recently. and he He's got like, one hell of a story, man. Yeah. So by the time everybody watches this, they had already had seen it. But, uh, yeah, Scotty's got a great story. Yeah. Yeah, man. He, and he is an awesome dude, man. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a very uh, down-to-earth dude, easy to talk to. You know, I, I didn't know how I was going to yeah. be trying to reach out to some of these, you know, guys that are musicians and out there trying to, you know, make a name for themselves and are busy all the time. So, but yeah, he was very humble and chill dude, man. Yeah. And he responds real quick. And, and I think he's the only musician that, um, I don't think he has like an auto response. You know, everybody yeah. else has a, thank you for contacting us. Here's my Spotify link, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but I think him, he, it's, it's really him, you know? You know what I find the most intriguing thing about him i mean i mean beyond the point of him being a hero that took 10 shots and, yeah. and survived it but the fact that he decides to go learn a guitar after having a disability in his hand and everything yeah and to go learn and, and be where he's at today bruh, just boom i mean that, that yeah. just amazes me honestly yeah man i i agree I, you he know it's a great testimony great story for people and i told him i said yep. You know, a lot of people watching you, man, have, you know, they can make excuses, you know, your reason to show them there's no excuse in some manners, you know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, his, his, what he does is, is, uh, you know, he doesn't get paid for, for any of the stuff he does, you know, that, that I know of anyways. So, right. um, you know, he does a lot of work with, um, guitars for vets and he does a lot of work with creative vet and and all these other organizations you know that he is constantly out there promoting and and doing events for and uh you know he he does it because he cares yeah he, i think legit, he's and he and he genuinely does yeah I, I it's not about getting big it's about the ride the journey and and who he has helped on the way you know, yeah, such a humble guy, man. Yeah, I agree. I, I do him, him and Shannon book, I think are both just like that. You know, Shannon book is another one that is, is extremely down to earth and, and, uh, he just genuinely loves veterans and, uh, he is a, a, a hell of a story as well. And, uh, he just genuinely cares, you know, yes, his, his music career is a business, but he genuinely cares about veterans yeah and you could tell i've i've watched him on podcasts and stuff he's just a and dude got a lot of energy yeah he's a passionate guy i love it i mean yeah i'm definitely trying to get shannon on as well yeah um, man so i i love these guys they're uh I, I mean getting to meet these guys in person are or um, scotty fraser oh yeah you know he's another guy i just literally just talked to him we're getting it all set up for him to come on so yeah i got i literally. still got to get him on I love yeah, his music, man. Yeah, he's a you know he's another guy with a great energy. Uh, you know when I when I hit him up, man, his message was like, "What's up, blood brother?" I'm just like, "Hell yeah!" You know, he just says it's just felt like I was talking to you know a, my long lost friend, man. So yep. it's, it's 
it's great how personable these guys are. And yeah, uh, I mean, JB Brown is, is the same way, same exact way, man. You know, I sat down with him and, and when it was in his studio and, you know, man, it's just the, the story. And, and it was like, we knew each other forever, man. And we just talked and, and it, I'm fixing to, so not, not to, to change the subject, but I'm a little bit behind on, um, with my podcast. So there's, there's still um, recorded episodes that I am still releasing and I have switched to doing them live now because I just physically don't have the time to do all the editing yeah. for the video and, and everything. So it's, it's killing me cause I'm a, I'm a bit of a, a perfectionist. You know, I want everything to be correct, but um, I did not know how much time I was going to lose with this radio station until I started doing it. And so I had to give up something. And so JB Brown's is, is one of those interviews. I just, I haven't had a chance to release it yet. Um, I'm still in the process of editing. I'm, I've been releasing three a week to, to try to get them out and, and about, but uh, yeah. It, and, and I still got the, the live that I do every Wednesday for the the ones that are currently signing up so you know if anybody out there that i've interviewed you know i apologize man my bad i'm I'm, I'm trying <laughs> so you know i was actually going to get into all this so let's just back up just a little bit and let's talk about you know how you started the whole pot your two drunk dudes in a gun room podcast you know what the whole you know how that all started and it kind of how you ended up in the direction that you did and started the radio station and all that. Let's kind of start talking and that's that stuff. Okay. So two drunk dudes in a gun room came from basically our life, you know? So me and my old first aunt, so when I got out of the military, I, I couldn't find a job. So let me back up just a little bit to, to yeah, get what you to where I'm at. Get out and all that stuff too. Let's, let's put some um, so, on it. So I got out in 90 in uh, 2014 Okay. Is was when I retired. And uh, you know, I was just gonna be a mechanic. That was what I was gonna do. And uh two thousand eight kind of ruined a lot of the small mom and pop mechanic shops and, and if you remember right, Ford had filed bankrupt or uh, Chevy and, and all them filed bankruptcy and Ford downsized and, and we went from having a, <clears throat> a a dealership of every type in our town down to Chevy. The rest closed. So, I mean, you could literally pick up a rock and hit somebody and you were hitting an unemployed mechanic in the place that I chose to retire at. So I, uh, I opened up a, a trucking company and I started, uh, my own company driving truck. And, uh, as the economy just continued to get worse and worse and worse, six years down the past later, I ended up taking a job that was offered to me by my first son and I moved back to Missouri um, because I was having to help take care of my mom and trying to go from Georgia to Iowa back and forth was, was just not being very, uh, efficient as a trucker. So I closed the business. I, I took this job. I moved my mom to Missouri and, uh, my, my wife and, and kids are still living in Georgia and I'm here in Missouri and, uh, taking care of my mom. And, uh, the, uh, so we went to the VFW and, uh, we're trying to get, you know, associated with veterans and, and do things. And man, we, we just discovered how clicky the VFW was. Um, 
you know, the, the bar was okay there, but all they cared about was how much money they were making from bingo. That's really all they gave a shit about. And every meeting we went to, that's all we heard was we made all this money from bingo. We got over $10,000 in our account. And then they started talking about what they're going to do. And it's like, well, we're going to, we're going to help the boy scouts with this. And we're going to help the girl scouts with this. And, uh, you know, me and me and my, my buddy Doug is looked at each other. And we're like, when are we going to start helping veterans, man? And, uh, you know, it got to the point where they decided that they were asked to help, uh, adopt a nursing home and they decided what they were going to do. And this is all they were going to do was if you were a veteran in that nursing home, they were going to take your branch and make it out of a wood plaque and put it on your door. That's what they were going to do for you. But then they wanted to pay the guy that they wanted to pay the guy for making the, uh, the, um, the actually pay him for his labor for making the, uh, the plaques. And I was like, so why are we paying ourselves to do this? I mean, it, a lot of it just did not work with me, man. And so, you know, I'm not going to mention what club it was or, or any of that stuff, but, uh, so we, we, we decided we wanted to do more. And so we started this podcast. Um, the name came from the fact that, uh, we like to drink. So I like bourbon and, uh, my buddy liked beer and, uh, he owned a, uh, a little, uh, gun business. Um, and so we literally filmed it in his gun room. I mean, that's where we spent all the time, you know? So, I mean, there's ammo. He does a lot of reloading and, you know, we were dipping, uh, um, guns. A lot of these guns behind me, I've, I've actually dipped myself and he Cerakoted my 22 that's up there. And, uh, so we did a lot of, things for for people and uh because we were passionate about it that's where the name came from it didn't have anything to do with you know the show itself had nothing to do with alcohol it had nothing to do with guns it was about highlighting veterans so we started out bringing our friends on and and other veterans that we knew people that had started businesses and um stuff like that and then it it it, it expanded into organizations and and stuff like that and uh, we talked about just nonsense and kind of rambled on a little bit. And uh, that's where the the show started at. And it just kind of took its, itself. I kind of relate it to a child, man. You know, you, you, you have a child. And while it's young, you have dreams for it. And you say, ah, you're going to grow up and be a doctor. And I'm going to have a nursing home with Hooter waitresses, you know. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, the reality is, is as it gets older, it takes on its own shape and it's, its own forms. And, uh, so the second season, um, I end up becoming, uh, uh, doing this by myself, uh, shortly after, uh, Doug drops off for, uh, personal reasons. Um, I keep the name two drunk dudes because I hope one day he'll come back. Um, and, uh, it's hard to make a, start a brand so i didn't want to restart it and yeah, uh branding is rough yeah and so you know my 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 goal is i would love to have doug come back and and be on the show um i, I it was my best times but the one thing i wanted to change was i wanted more interviews and now that i was alone 
and didn't have anybody to talk to, I had to create somebody to talk to because it felt so awkward talking to myself. And so yeah. that's where I started, you know, I just started stalking the hell out of everybody on uh, Facebook. And, and I was just asking if you, if you had the word veteran in anywhere on your page, I was sending you a message asking if you wanted to come on the show. And uh, like you were talking earlier, man, I, I just had so many people booked that. I mean, I was literally doing podcasts five days a week, recording them. And uh, it was taking so long to get them out because I didn't have the time to edit them and, and get them out. So I start getting, uh, I start coming across these musicians and I get them on the show. And uh, I start thinking, man, and, and this is now kind of like the, the podcast I consider it to be in its uh, late teenager years, 17, 18. So it kind of knows what it wants to do now and it kind of knows where it wants to go. And uh, I start realizing we all have the same problem, man, as podcasters, as musicians. We are starting this late we are way behind our peers um we we took the first half of our life and fought for our country our peers started their career as teenagers especially in the music industry and uh i didn't like how the algorithms went i didn't like how i had to hustle and and i still don't like doing three second and 20 second videos you know I, I don't think they're healthy and 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 i don't i still don't post any reels i still you know i quit doing the tiktoks well i didn't, really didn't have a choice i got banned but um but <laughs> you know i don't do that stuff and, and i just felt like it was taking veterans and and bringing their attention span down to nothing and i think as a veteran community <clears throat> if we can't think for ourselves we're in trouble man because if you're relying on the government to take care of us, um, they've showed us year after year after year that that's not going to happen. They're going to put systems out there, but it's just like a it's 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 like Facebook, man. It's on the cover our pictures show we're doing great, <laughs> but behind the scenes is it really helping? And yeah. and when I started getting into this podcasting, that's when I realized it's the mom and pop organizations, the the hero stocks, the uh, the deuce uh, outfitters missionary um these people that are boots on the ground face to face with the veteran every day that's where the changes are being made and uh i didn't have that budget to, to try to start a 501c i i already had a business that i closed and i you know my personal life right now with with taking care of my mom and 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 my personal bills of, you know, I have rent and utilities here in, in Missouri and I have a mortgage and, and everything in Georgia. I just don't have the extra exposable income to, to try to start a 501C. Um, so that was kind of out of the door for me, you know. So I didn't know where I fit in this, this area of helping veterans. And, and I do believe that everybody has a part to play, but you have to find your part. And uh, nobody's going to tell you how you have to help. You know, it's, it's, you have to figure that niche out. What is your part to, to, to play? And I discovered that, 
you know, my part is I have a big mouth and, uh, I I'm good at networking and, uh, I don't have an issue with spending all my free time on the internet. I don't like TV as much as I'd rather be here talking to you. So that's what the show became about was about highlighting veterans and bringing the veteran that's looking for help to an organization that we have interviewed and said, ah, I, I know something, I know somebody, let me link you and, and so-and-so up. And that's what we've been doing. And so I created the first thing I did was I built an app and I spent a ton of time on YouTube because I'm not a technical guy either. And uh, I built this app at first so that if somebody wanted to chat and they just needed some help, they could use uh, WhatsApp on that on there and and reach me. And, and a few people did. And I spent some years talking or some nights talking to people I didn't know. But, uh, you know, um, we just shot the shit and, and talked about stuff. So, I mean, I like the fact that people did use it. And uh, then the radio station came about and it came about because I felt like they were having the same problem I was. You know, we are we are competing against civilians that have been doing this way longer and they're only 25. You know, um, you have people like Scotty Hastings and Shannon, Shannon Book spent 17 years in the military and is now starting a music career, you know. How do you compete with somebody who's got 17 years of experience already? Yeah. You know, and uh, you look at Spotify, man, and all these algorithms are like, when you first come out there, man, they're showing you up. But if you're not gobbled up by the people in your first month and getting a bunch of likes and comments and reviews and everything else, you get buried in their algorithms. And the only people that see you are the people that click on your link. And that is a fact. Um, so I seen, I don't know, I, it was a commercial, an advertisement or something about making your own radio station. And I was like, that's what I need to do. I just need to make my own radio station. That's, dude, doesn't that sound simple? That's so easy, man. I just, I, I pay $39 a month and I, I, take their music and I put it on there and everybody gets to hear veterans music, man. That's so simple. Too easy. <laughs> yeah, dude, there's a lot of red tape with this. I did not know. <laughs> and, uh, when I first started, I, I, you know, the first thing I did was, uh, I started grabbing all veteran shows off podcasts and putting on there. And then I took them back off because I found out you have to, even though they're free and they're on, every platform in the world you still have to get their permission to put their show on your radio station right so even though i can pull it off of their rss feed i can subscribe to them and download it because i'm rebroadcasting it i have to have their permission so i deleted all their shows off my radio <laughs> station so now i was back to just two drunk dudes in a gun room and a radio station and uh you know my you know after drinking and thinking, man, just people are going to give me their music. They'll just give me their music to play because they want to be heard. Yeah, that's that's not so simple either, man. <laughs> so <laughs> um, some people did, like Scotty did. He gave me their music. He's like, yeah, play away, man. But what I didn't know was there's these uh, these companies called Pros, right? 
And they're the ones that go around and, and snatch your ass up for copyright. So if an artist signed an agreement with them, they agreed that in return for them collecting money from people that are copywriting their, their stuff, they get a fee, right? So you have to be licensed. There's only three in the United States and you have to have a license and you have to be licensed by the one that that artist is licensed with. So after doing a bunch of research, um, you know, the radio station had been live for like 90 days before the re actual release date because uh, I had to set a release date so far in advance because one, I had to come up with the money and two, I wasn't sure I really wanted to, to go through all this and to, to do what I wanted to do. And I, I sure as hell didn't want another business. And uh, it came down to the fact that if this was going to go forward, I had to have another business. It either had to become a 501c or it had to become a sole proprietor business. And uh, um, I paid for, I ended up after talking to uh, Operation Encore, a uh, guy from uh, Operation Encore was amazing. And, and I give him credit because he is the reason why the radio station happened. I was to the point where I was about to give up, you know. I, I talked to him because I couldn't get music. Without music, the radio station was going to fail. And uh, um, I got with him, and uh, he's like, man, we've been looking for a radio station for a year now. He said, we cannot find a radio station that will dedicate an hour to veterans. I was like, well, here I am. But then he started telling me, well, are you going to pay royalties to the musicians? Are you going to do this? And I was like, man, God, I didn't even think about all this shit. <laughs> and he's like, uh, um, unable to really do anything with me because I was really not prepared for what I was coming. So he sent me a bunch of information to, to sit down and read. And I, I sat there and I thought about it and I was debating on just forgetting it. And, uh, it just kept going through my mind, man, that there is no radio station out there that is even willing to give up an hour of airtime to dedicate to people that have fought for our country. They could still run advertisements in that hour in between songs, but they didn't want to dedicate an hour to music that they weren't sure people were going to like. And I just was like, it just didn't sit right with me, man. So I moved forward, man. I paid for the licensing through uh, BMI. And, uh, you know, I said, and I still don't know where it's going to go, how, how successful, but I didn't give a shit. I said, you know, I'll, I'll cover what I can cover and, you know, a little bit of prayer and a little bit of uh, hope and, and the rest will work out. And that's where I'm at, man. And it's, it's grown. Um, you know, uh, advertising is tough. And, and when you're first starting out, anything's tough, especially on the internet. But uh, it's growing. And I think uh, I think it's important that, that people know that there there's veterans out there. We have a life after the Army, after the, the military. We're not just, you know, a break in case of war and lock us back in a fucking cage, you know, because cause people are afraid to go fight for their country. You know, hey, let, let them back out, man. We, we got another problem. You know, we have yeah. careers and we have decisions and, and we have things and goals and lives and dreams and, and everything else, too. 
And it doesn't matter if that goal is to be the, the, the guy that picks up garbage down the road so you can be home at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and spend the rest of the time with your family. Or if that is you're going to be a rock star or a country music star or whatever, you know, a comedian. I've had a bunch of comedians on my, my, my show. And, and I want so bad for one of them. I ask them all the time. One of y'all need to come up with something. We need to have a time frame on that radio station for comedy hour. You know, yeah. even if, if you guys just want to record some bits that you're practicing and working, and then I run some, some polls and people tell you how good is it doing? How bad is it doing? So you can gauge material. I don't give a shit. But these veteran comedians out there need to be heard too. And it shouldn't have to be in a, in a 20 second TikTok that I already don't think is healthy to begin with, you know, but you know, that's, that's for down the road, I guess, for one of them to create and come up with because, uh, I can't do that on my own, man. And, uh, yeah, man, yeah, I know you got your hands full and, uh, you got a lot to manage. So let's kind of talk about ways that other people can help you, uh, with the show. Um, I know there's a patron, uh, you know, yep. things of that nature Let you know, kind of let people know how they can get help Donald get this thing to be successful. So there's, there's a couple things that we need, right? Um, if you wanted to help out financially, um, Patreon is out there. Um, the, the smallest, uh, um, entry is our private level. I, I, I tiered them by rank. So you got the private, you got yeah. the certain first class and you got the command sergeant major, right? Yep. Um, right now we are allowing for a seven day free trial for the private entry. Um, you can cancel anytime. Uh, the private entry is $5 a month. And, uh, what you get is you get access to the podcast, uh, behind the scenes videos. You get, um, access to, uh, things like what is coming up. You know, we've got some, uh, sponsors that we have gotten that I'm still working out the details with, so I don't, I can't divulge them yet, but, you know, behind uh, the doors of the Patreon, you know, I, I'll share some of the, the ideas that I have, um, not necessarily who they're with and stuff like that, but uh, um, that you'll get access to that. Um, I've worked out with several of the uh, artists. I've, I've went and bought T-shirts from from some of these artists and I'm going to frame the T-shirts and uh, I go to their their merch store. I buy their T-shirts so they make money off of their T-shirts. I buy them at full price. Um, I find out their ad, I get their address from them and I have them shipped straight to their address. They autograph them and, and if they want to write a little saying on them or, or whatever, and then they mail them to me and I'm putting them in picture frames and I'm going to be giving them away to Patreon members. So that is one thing that, that you're going to be eligible for. Um, every Patreon member gets, uh, four, uh, free merch items. Uh, so every three months you'll get a free different item. Um, based off of the tier, you get a little bit more. Um, the, uh, other thing I want to do is I want to, uh, I want Patreon members to have access to the radio station. So if there's something that you want said, you want uh, a shout out given, you want, uh, uh, something said to a deployed soldier that, that might be listening or whatever you guys all, all, all tiers will have access to that. So you'll have direct access to chat with me and talk with me and, 
and say, Hey, you know, once a, once a, a, a month or once a week, we'll get together and in a group fashion. And, and if there's something you want to talk about, you want to change something on the show, that is where my, my polling is going to come from. And the sh- they're going to dictate where the show really goes and, and how it, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what they're, that's really what they are. Yeah. Um, and you know, I didn't want to charge anybody for the show when I first started this and thought about it. Um, I knew I needed funding. So, uh, to give everybody a little bit of idea what this costs, I, I make nothing off of it and I never will. Um, I have no employees. If I ever do, they will be a volunteer. Um, there will be nobody that makes a dollar off this, but it has to, it has to make money because the way the license agreements work with, we'll, we'll use BMI, for example. All right. I have to give 1.7% of the gross income to BMI. I have to pay $438 a year for my license. And I have to pay 0.0022 and a whole bunch of numbers after that every time I play a song. Mm. And that's the, the royalties are a, a percentage of that 1.7% goes to the artist. And the rest goes to the BMI. I think uh, the, they get 12% and the artist gets the rest. Um, and then the uh, um, the uh, 0.002, less than, less than a penny a song, goes to the artist as well. So when I created this, I wanted the artist to make money from this. And, and my thoughts was originally was I was going to, you know, split the, the advertising. People come on to advertise. I was going to give them half of the, the advertising. And, uh, that's how I was going to pay the artist for letting me use their music. And, uh, same with, I was going to charge a subscription based to have people be able to listen to it. And then I got to thinking about it, man. I was like, you know what? It kind of defeats the purpose because the purpose of this is to get their music out. So I didn't want this to be a, a subscription based thing. So the radio station is free. It will always be free. You'll have full access to it. I will never limit it. Um, they'll always have access to the the our Facebook pages to where they can be a part of the the sharing bourbon show and 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 everything else. But uh, it does have to make some money somewhere, and so advertising and commercials um, is where that's going to come from. So if you have a business and you want some advertising, especially if your target audience is veterans, let us know. If you're a young business and you're on a budget, dude, I can work with any budget. You can you can basically do it as a donation to me. I'm not a 501c, so I can't give you a tax break, but you can give me, say, your budget is $70, and I will subtract 50 cents a download off of my podcast and $5 a day off of the radio station, off of the balance that you paid. So you can dictate how much you you want to pay for advertising, right? Um, I'll work with people on on creating the ads and and editing them and and making them, and they get access to the YouTube channel, they get access to the podcast, they get access to the radio station. So they they will be everywhere. And and as as people know, my my shows also get uploaded to Facebook as well. So they're going to see and reach all my people on, on Facebook as well. So, and, uh, I, I was going to uh, throw this out there to you real quick. 
but I, I'll, I'll be willing to throw it on my show too as, as well. So awesome. Um, you awesome, know, play, man. Do you get anybody that's willing to do that and you, they want to do sponsor packages, say, you know, maybe there's ways you could break it down. Like you can make it on the, these podcast shows or you could just do different donation packages or something like that. And they get their, you know, thing out there. I mean, I, and for me, it doesn't, I, I do it for no cost. I'd, I love, you know, doing all this stuff for you and the show and also putting other people's I, stuff out there. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. So that that's one way to help is, is with Patreon and with advertising. Um, the other one is just simply sharing. So you can download the app, uh, Two Drunk Dudes in a Gun Room. Um, it's on Apple or Google. And then you will have access to the radio station. I've recently simplified and and made the app more driven towards uh um the radio station and the podcast so when i first created it it was more about information you know they had uh we had things like where you can get military discounts from you could yeah. had articles and and just different stuff on there and uh um i i can't change the name of the app i wish i could i, I would just change it to gunroom radio but it's it's part of the licensing agreement with bmi so um, I can't change the name, so I just simplified it. But you can at least take it with you now, and you can plug it into your car, and you can listen to the radio station while you're driving down the road. Um, so listening creates um, hours of people listening, which is what is used to entice people to advertise. So you know, by listening, sharing, and growing the uh, audience, it helps us with being able to convince other people to want to advertise with us. You know, if, if you say, well, I have one guy that comes every day and listens, you know, you're not going to have a whole lot of people that want to advertise with you. But if, if you have a following, you know, people will, will listen and, and people will want to uh, advertise. Not to mention the ultimate goal from this is to create opportunities for these artists. So the more people that listen, and share the radio station you may come across somebody that says you know what i think i know a place that we can get a band because they're having an event somewhere and that just created a gig for an artist that's on our radio station and that has already happened so it i've already won with this radio station just because it, just because of hero stock they have have already booked some artists that have came on my show that have been on the radio station and whether he got that from me or from contagion effect, I don't care. The <laughs> fact that, that yeah. somebody is going to get paid for performing and that money is going to go to helping him feed his family, pay his bills and, and do what he loves versus having to take a job that he hates and he's living his dream. I'm good with that. It's a win. And, and I don't, I don't care. You, you know? definitely opened it up for networking in a lot of ways too, even for us podcasters. I've yeah. met some awesome, great musicians because of all of this. And yeah. now yeah. I'm going to be interviewing guys that are going to be famous one day, you know, and uh, yeah. it's, it's great. Donald, you're doing, I mean, man, uh, I can tell you, I, I enjoy it. I love it. It's uh, on my phone. As a matter of fact, let's just go see what's playing right now on the station. See what's on. Jen Ford. Yeah. 
this is the kind of music you can just be playing anytime you want. It is accessible right through an app. That's how quick I was able to access it. And what's also cool about this is there's a little timer up there. And say you really like a show where you like something that at a certain time that it comes on, you just push the little alarm clock and it alerts you to let you know, hey, your show's about to be on. So yeah, uh, I, I love it. it. You're doing great things, Donald. And, and uh, man, I hope we can get the word out there for you as much as we can and, and blow this thing up, man. Let's help all these artists and uh, let's help this station. I mean, it is full of people who don't, seek attention but deserve every ounce of it yeah man i i agree you know so the the scheduling of the shows um from zero five to um to uh 10 o'clock is our morning show we call it the drive um i'm the dj so i you know i pre-record every day of the the, the show on saturday because i have a nine to five as well and uh um i i, I use the dj name as double d and uh, I, I I set it up so, and and I I kind of set the music up for more easy listening and, and stuff like that in the mornings, and then our afternoon our our midday jams lunchroom jams is is I start bringing in some of the rock groups and and some of the countries, and uh, our cob close of business formation is our drive home man, and so you know we have a show for for each hour of the day and uh the music runs from zero five in the morning to twenty two hundred and then twenty two hundred to twenty three fifty nine is monday through friday is dedicated to veteran podcasters so um each day of the week i have a a different podcaster that is is slotted for those those time frames and then after that is uh is because of budget reasons, I turn it into um, podcasts at night. So it's it's all it's just random uh, different podcasts that eat up the the airtime from midnight to zero five, and it, it's just because I have to cover the royalties. And then until I got sponsors and kind of idea what my budget is, I just can't afford to to play songs because one person listened every six hours. So, um, but uh, what has came from this? is like uh we have a new artist that just came on uh amelia presley uh she just came out with a new song and i got to i got to debut it um yesterday I, it just came out yesterday she gave it to me uh, a couple days ago and i didn't know where all she was going to debate and i didn't want to i didn't want to put it out there any earlier than thursday because that's when the release is because i didn't want to mess up anything that she had going on sure yeah but i listened to that song and it's called uh sinner's den and i uh, i'm gonna have her on the show and you need to have her on too um she is a coast guard veteran she has one hell of a story to tell and that song man is amazing she is going to be on our top 20 i i i I think people are going to fall in love with that song. I really do. And uh, excited. Yeah, man. So, you know, for me too, man, this has been a place where I've, I've discovered new artists. Yeah. You know, uh, Derek Stoner, uh, he's kind of, I've become like (laughs) a little like uh, 
you know, like a man crush on the dude where he's just like his music, man. I mean, I'm, I'm voting him for him every week, you know, and I got yeah. other guys I'm voting there for too, but that's someone I never even knew about, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, I just like to go through the list. I like to go through the list and I like to, and I like to go to Spotify or wherever and try to find them so I can kind of give them a little bit of love there too, you know? Yep. And, yeah. Uh, and just hearing the new stuff, man. And just in, in giving these, these guys, I, I, so I'm, I'd be listening to him like, how is this not on the charts right now? You know, like the big time yeah. charts, you know, like yeah, yeah. some of these people, you're just like, yeah, how, how it's, are these it's, guys just it's because they get buried on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's hey, because you. they get buried. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, you can be the best searcher in the world, but let's face it. These, these big um, social lie. media, they're, they're only going to let you see what you, what they want you to see. Right. And, uh, and it's a lot of this too. It's a lot about pain it is. And, and getting your, your, you know, pain to get out there. It is. And, uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about what's coming with gun room radio. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. I got, I got some cool stuff that's, that I think is coming and, uh, nobody knows this. I'm going to release it on your show. So th- this will be the first time, even the artists don't know this. So I've been doing the top 20, right? Yeah. And I told everybody, the the first Saturday of uh, the month will be the top 100, right? Now, from from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., I, I have locked that time in for Operation Encore. They will they will always, until we are no longer on the air, have that hour because they helped me get this going. And uh, um, it's only Operation Encore artists that uh, that are are on there, but it'll be the top 100 on there, right? But the artist that gets that is is voted then the number one for at the end of the month, I'm going to send them something from I mean, whether it be a plaque or or something. So the artists are going to get something from Gunroom Radio just because the fans voted for them, you know. That's awesome. And so I think I think that's that's really a cool idea. Um, you know, it may not be uh anything you know they're not getting a lamborghini but uh <laughs> but uh they'll get they'll get something if they do it'll be the size of a matchbox i promise um but uh they're gonna get something because they work hard and 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 a lot of these people you know a lot of people don't understand what these guys are what these guys and gals are going through let's take uh um barbara sim right yeah she is literally living in a van I, and yeah, i am I, I'm yeah, not no, exaggerating. I've watched, I've watched uh, that episode that you uh, had her on. Yep. And you were and, very and, scared for her, man. <laughs> yeah, man. And I every time I'm on the air, I always give her a shout out. And I, I pray to God she's she's safe because I know what the road's like. I spent six years as a truck driver and, and I've seen some shitty shit. And uh, so I, I always pray to God that she's safe. And uh, I don't know, man. The sites that I've seen of uh, on her Facebook, some of the pictures, she's she goes to some pretty nice places. <laughs> oh, she does, man. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, and and she sleeps in uh, Cracker Barrel uh, parking lots, and and she showers at uh, um, anytime fitness gyms, and you know, and but what a lot of people don't understand, people say, "Oh, man, that's so sad." Well, no, that's not. She's on a journey, and she's finding herself, and she's healing. And she's going to write music. I promise you, she's writing music that is going to amaze people. She's already got the voice. 
now she's she's putting the miles down and finding herself and and it's these kind of things that bring that artistic ability out but like i tell people man when you listen to this station you're listening to artists that live these stories these songs are from their life they didn't go to the px and buy a damn cowboy hat and start singing country music and never rode a horse in the day in their life they are singing songs that they wrote about what has gone through their mind the stories that they've lived um whether it be rock country folk i mean we've got musicians that sing folk music i got uh, one that's considered what they call a street musician i mean there's all sorts of musicians but every one thing they have in common is they all come from their their life experiences and so i think it's important people to understand that what you're listening to isn't somebody that sat down to try to write a number one song they wrote a song while they were trying to heal when they came back and that's what's important yep i i mean uh some of the songs even i like listening to uh shannon's the dear mom song yeah yeah you watch that video yeah. on youtube yeah and it's memorial days coming up man yeah. that one really that one hits the hits the soul yeah yeah but these so, i mean they're but they, i mean they, they're writing from their hearts and their yeah i mean it, it, the stories that they're telling are real stories yeah man it, he uh he has another song out there called not alone dude it sends chills down my back you know i'm i am a huge you know you was talking about scotty frazier having or uh, uh derek stoner having a, a man crush on i'm a i'm a scotty book fan dude I, I jammed to him on the way home he's in my playlist and him and uh malachias i love i love i love their music i i'm biased so i don't vote on the top 20 because uh i am biased <laughs> but uh the yeah, uh kind of uh, been a little bit biased i think too <laughs> I, I, <laughs> all my guests and then all the you know the, some of the same names you're naming too it's like ah i'm kind of guilty myself yeah man there's but, uh, just too many good ones i don't know it is myself like oh 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 shoot <laughs> and i'm voting too much now <laughs> <laughs> and that's why i had to change it dude originally the first vote you were only allowed to pick one. Oh yeah it's i had to many. change it i was like no you you got to be able to vote for however many ones you just can't vote more than once so right you know you can go person. in there and, and select as many names as you want you just can't go and vote for the same person multiple times so but uh yeah. um but yeah man I, I i think uh i think at the end of the day that that's what this is about man it's it's just about giving the veterans a platform whether it be on our podcast or on the radio station to continue their journey and heal because uh i mean let's face it man some of some of these guys they need this and and they don't need to be put in a truck driving 650 miles a day sitting in their head like i did when i got out because it's not healthy yeah too much time to be in your head man yeah i i agree man demons get real ugly it it does man and and you know and and my life you know financially went up when i did that but my overall health went down and you know my family my demons damn near destroyed my family and and it has put a damper on my relationship with my son and uh you know that's part of the reason what the book is for um 
hopefully my son will read it. He's not much of a reader, but oh, maybe maybe I'll make an audio version too. But uh, <laughs> but, so uh, I mean, uh, if you you know uh, following along with my storyline, that's kind of what my storyline is on my podcast show. I was kind of hoping that some of my kids, because dude, uh, yeah, I don't have a really good relationship with my son either. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, just uh, made a lot of mistakes. You know, I'm trying to do better this to go around with my yep. my youngest guy, uh, my oldest daughter. She's in college now, and we've been able to we've been able to kind of mend our relationship and have a friendship. But um, yeah, man, uh, you know, this has been able to make me kind of tell a story in a way and realize things, and also it's something that they can look back on and understand like, Oh, that my dad's that way or this, that, you know, or that happened or wow, I didn't know that. Or, you yeah, know, man. that's kind of what, how the, my actual podcast was started is just like, well, yeah. if no one else checks it out, maybe my kids will. Yeah. And then, you know, they look like they could, you know, understand how, why I am the way I am or whatever, or yeah. grandpa's crazy, you know? And yeah. And, why. and, and that's what I love about, about this. You know, I, I don't know when it'll be seen, but, but like they say, you know, if you post a nude on, on the internet, it will always be there. You can't get rid of yep. it. Yep. Right. Well, I'm counting on that because I want my story and, and your story and, and everybody's story to always be there because at some point, I don't know what the future holds. Yeah, We don't know what the history books are going to teach about the war and what we lived. Right. And, the voices that we're making now may be the only voices that we get to tell. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, how cool would have this been back in the world war two and oh yeah, and all the different days, man. And, and, you know, we've been able to hear a lot of, there's a lot of stories that have gone unheard. Oh yeah. Know, that don't yeah. make the books, don't make, you know, the movies. Um, yep. I mean, too many to tell, yeah. uh, but you know, here's a, here's an opportunity to get some of the stories out there. And that's, I mean, I'm loving it. I love that, you, you know, I, I feel like we're kind of building a, a nice, cool little community of podcasters who are yeah. kind of have the same goal, the same vision. And we want to, you know, we want to kind of highlight our, our veterans. I'm, I've become more of a cheerleader now, you know, yeah. than cause I, you know, back in my day when I was, you know, trying to do this and trying to do that, uh, you know, I feel like hey, I'm going to let people do that. I'm not done, but uh, it's more like I really want to help. Yeah. I want to help push, you know, other people around too, because at the end of the day, man, when you're doing something you like, or you're, 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 you're into something, it just brings happiness to you. You know, yeah. if you're sitting there doing something that just, you can't stand and it just drags on all day, you're not going to have fun and, it, and it's going to wear on your mental health. You yeah. know, so. And, and podcasting is therapy. I, yes. I am a firm believer, man. Yes. Yeah. I, I have opened up about a lot of stuff that has happened and uh, um, things that my wife, you know, maybe if she's seen some of the shows, maybe there she knows now, but there's things that I haven't told her that have came out. And uh, um, I'm a firm believer, you know, part of giving back and, and helping the, the veteran community is therapy in its own. It really is. Yeah. If I nothing mean, else, think- it's surrounding you with like-minded people. Yeah, I, we do owe it to the community to be transparent, man, and and let people know it's okay, man, to talk about things at times. Yep. Yep. You know, and, and sometimes that's all that needs to happen. You know, and, and and you can't believe how much better sometimes you feel. 
I know my wife is saying I'm I'm walking around with a happier smile nowadays and stuff ever since I kind of started this podcasting thing. And I said, yeah, it's it's definitely opening up doors that I have shut or or you know things that I've kind of you know like I said I disconnected. This is a form of me reaching back out and trying to connect again, and it is bringing happiness. And it's also um, you know it you can you can hear it from others too. Like they're happy to have a place to come talk. And just yeah. chill. You know, that's kind of why I started a whole segment on Wednesdays now. It's called Wacky Wednesdays. It's, hey, come hang out for an hour. Yep. Or we'll, you know, maybe one day I'm going to have the gun room radio station going and we're listening to gun room radio when I'm having EDM or whatever. I just want to have a place. Come yeah. hang out. And if you want to join on my panel, join on the panel. Let's all have a good time for an hour. It's Wednesday. Let's take a break from the midweek and uh, have fun, man. I'm just yeah. trying to really build this community, you know, yeah. and, and, and keep filtering them to everybody, the gun room radio station and all the yeah, different man. podcasters out there that are putting stories out there. So I agree, man. There's, there's so many different things and, and, and there's so, so many, uh, different, uh, views. So, I mean, the way the contagion effect, we could both have the same guest. Yeah. And we're going to get different views and different angles just from the questions right. and, and the way the shows are designed. And and so just because you think, oh, I've already seen Shannon Book. I've seen him on the, the, the Two Drunk Dudes show. I don't need to watch it on the Contagion Effect. No, you do. Because yeah. something else will come up. There's there's something out there that that he may talk about that time that he did not talk about before. And that might be the one thing that you needed. And sometimes too, man, when you have the inner, the, you know, the army Marine yeah. uh, interview or the Navy, whatever different, you know, and it's not uh, army, army, uh, Marine, Marine. Cause there's sometimes that I might gloss over things as, you know, just because we, as Marine or whatever we know, but when I'm talking to someone else, it's like, I don't know a lot about other branches and stuff. So right. I'm going to ask questions that may not get asked if they were on uh, you know, getting, interviewed by an army person or you know same thing or whatever vice versa yep yeah absolutely man and and that's you know if if i was financially said good enough if if i knew when i was in the army that this is what i was going to do when i got out and i don't care even if i had to walk the same path to get to it man i would i would have dumped as much money in my tsp so that i could not need any money to live other than you know what my retirement check will cover so i could do this full time because i love it man yeah you know i mean I, uh well now that i'm 100 percent disabled it's giving me that ability to kind of make it my full-time job yeah, i told I my wife i said my gosh it is starting to get that way i mean i've put in the, you know some four or five six hour days easy you know just uh doing yeah. some interviews and then trying to do some prep and, and everything for the interviews. It can, it can very times. Then when you want to go back and do the video editing and all that stuff, and then you got to try to do the social media part to get your show yeah. out there. So people listen, it's just, it is a lot more than a lot of people. I think, think it's just turning on the camera or the recording yeah. and just go There's Let so me, much uh... to it. So let me talk about what my weekend consists of just to get yeah, one week of the gun room radio going, right? Yeah. So Saturday morning is when I sh turn off the votes for the top 20. All right. At eight o'clock, I, I tally up those votes. 
at that point, I start recording for the veteran hour. So I've got the, the, the schedule playing music uh, on Saturday morning. And, I, and I, I'm purposely not doing any audio stuff on, on Saturday and Sunday mornings because I need that time to get through the week, right? So because the next show that's coming up is the veteran hour, I then sit there and I have to record myself doing the intro. You know, So coming up next is our artist, Barbara Sims. She is a Marine veteran, you know. But then after I record that, I have to edit that and, and fix the audio to it. And then I have to upload it into the radio station and i have to do that for every single artist that comes up and for every commercial that comes up i have to do that right and then you have the morning show monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and i have to record myself saying hey it is monday welcome to the drive this is don yada 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 you know and and i look for some kind of news bit and and find some news and something to talk about one just to give the art the 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 same thing monday through friday right and then i have to edit all that and then i have to go through and try to match up the the timelines so that the songs end at the right time and and everything else and then i have to set up the top 20 for sunday and so I have to say, coming up, our number three song is blah, blah, blah. And oh, I have man. to edit each and every single one of those and upload them and then input all of those. So it literally takes all weekend. And I'm talking from 10 in the morning, 8 in the morning to 10, 11 at night. Because from 9 to 10, I do sharing bourbon. That's where I try to un, try to have everything done by then so I can drink with everybody. And we do a request line. You can come on our Facebook page. You can request for shout outs. You know, you can you can listen to songs, whatever songs you want. Um, I really wish my license would allow me to to just combine the radio station onto the Facebook page. So you didn't have to listen in two places. But um, I just I can't afford that license to I could add it, but it costs more money to to do it and i still need to get two more licenses to grab more artists because i can't play their music the stuff you're hearing from shannon book and the stuff that you're hearing from barbara sims and the, the songs that you're hearing from them is because they were recorded through operation encore and i have their permission to play them so they the 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 pros do not have the rights to them um but i can't play all of shannon book songs the stuff that he did not write with operation encore because he is with uh, a company called ascap and uh, uh ascap so i wasn't making fun of them that's that's literally the, their acronym <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know that's another four hundred dollars and that's another one point so much percent of gross revenue and and yada 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 to, to be able to play them and and that's the next one because jb brown is with them too and he's got some amazing music man church pew um i'm alone uh, I mean, just or, or not. I'm alone uh, tonight. I mean, both are just awesome songs, man. They're all over the charts, and and that's just some of his music. But I can't play the rest because um, he didn't write them with Operation Encore, and and he's with another group. He's given me permission. He he's like, play all my stuff, man. I don't care, you know. Well, not that easy, huh? It it isn't because now there's another company that has 
financial gain from that music being played. And they're not going to just be, no, asshole, you're not just playing his music. You're going to pay me to play his music. Right, yeah. You know? So that's the next step is to get, um, at least get um, ASCAP signed. And, and the the third one, there's not a lot of artists with them. Um, I'll probably get them down the road just to cover my my butt. But uh, yeah. um, primarily the BMI and uh, and ASCAP are the two licenses we have to have to cover just about all the veterans that's out there because those are the two big ones. And uh, um, you know that's that's the the, the big uh, the big issue with with all this is is there's just so many things to do, but the money just kind of it kind of takes over, you know, and, and I, I hate, I hate bringing the money into it because I love what I'm doing, man. I've, I've listened to songs that I'm just like, Holy shit, man. He's singing about me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very relatable songs. Yeah. And and like a baptized by fire, man, by um, Malachi dude, when he was on my show, that's all I talked about. He's like, yeah, but I got this other song. I'm like, yeah, but you got baptized by fire. <laughs> I love that song, man. I, and I was fucking up the name every time. I was like, yeah, baptism by fire. But, you know, I don't give a shit. I love that song. And, yeah. and, it, and it's in my, my playlist, man. I jammed to that too. And, you know, it, everybody can relate to something that's on there. I, I promise you. You know, and so the next big thing after, other than uh, um, that is, uh, I'm going to start bringing on uh, the artists and we're going to start setting hours aside to where you can get a little bit personal away from the veteran side. We're not going to bring them on and say, well, let's talk about the time you were shot 10 times, Scotty. Yeah. Right. We're going to bring them on as artists yeah, and we're going to yeah. talk about your artist careers and we're going to be fans. Yeah. I'm going to let them play a little bit um, live and then we're going to, I'm going to play some of their recorded songs and we're going to get into how they were wrote and, and why you wrote them and, and the feelings that, that came from writing them and, and how the journey took you and and how the healing came from this journey. And, and what are the goals? Where do you want to be? Do you want to be standing at the Grand Ole Opry one day, or do you just want to be surrounded by veteran festivals, helping veterans? You know, what is your goals? What is your plans? How can I help you get there? And and that's the next thing that's coming is is uh like a is show, gonna, like a like a show late or a star whatever they call it like a yeah yeah hour that's great man yeah so uh, and, and you know it, it won't be uh it won't be every night but you know it'll be every other day or every other week or so you know and and I'll make sure I advertise and what day and what time that they're they're going to come on and uh, it'll probably be on a Sunday night and it'll be done live. You know, I think uh, I think listeners will appreciate that, man. If, if people like when you get to know people, you know, on more of a, just a a singer level, they like to yeah. know, oh, wow, that this that's a little bit. I didn't know that about you, you yeah. know. So that's cool that you get to do that and highlight them, um, man, and, I, I, dude. Honestly, without you explaining all this stuff, I, I you make it seem like it's so easy, Donald. Yeah, uh, it's not. But my gosh, it's definitely not, bro. <laughs> not by <laughs> any stretch of the imagination no man and and here's here's the other thing i've learned from this you know and this is why i want to bring them on and talk about their artist career a lot of these artists right they don't like to use i don't want to become big and famous because i'm a veteran 
I want to become big and famous because you love my music and you love my art. Right. Right. And, and me and Barbara Sim was talking about this and, and I told her, I said, you know, you have to understand that a lot of these songs are wrote from life experiences. Right. So do you not think that the, the daughter of Billy Ray Cyrus to start her career didn't use her dad, Billy Ray Cyrus to get her start? Right. And then she wrote songs that could relate to her generation, to, to people her age group, you know, and that's how she became big yeah. because they were about her life experiences. Now, it may have been what happened in seventh grade because she was only in eighth grade, but that was her life experiences at that time. I said, so you're not using anything other than your life experiences to progress your art so so don't ever feel like you know it's it's about pity it's not and there's a fine line i do get it she she is is adamant about that she does not want people to only listen because she's a veteran and and when i tried to you know i i i, I passed she's got a song out there called rev it up and she really wants that song to be played at uh with nascar you know and like i told her i said well i can't help you at nascar man but I do know some people at race and maybe I can help you in smaller circuits. And the, the very next thing she said is don't tell them I'm a veteran. I want them to know. I want them to only want to do it because they like the song. So I agreed. I didn't do it. I told her, I, I sent the music to him. I said, Hey, just give me your honest opinion. What do you think of this song? I didn't even tell him what my thoughts were on it, you know, or what I want, wanted them to do. Yeah. So, you know, and, and it's big because they don't want to be looked at as, you know, man, I feel sorry for you. You got PTSD. Oh, you're so fragile. That's not what they want. Right. They want to be treated like their peers. You know, they work hard for their music. They work hard to, to entertain. And that's what they are. They're entertainers that happen to used to be veterans that had different lifestyles, you know, if, if they were civilians and they were abused as a child and they were comedians and they, they told jokes about what happened as, as being abused as a child, do you still only like them because they were abused as a child? Or do you like them because they were funny? You know? Yeah. Well, they want the same thing as musicians. They want to be liked because they are artists that happen to be musicians, that happen to be veterans. And I think that's, that's totally important. Interested. Yep, but completely I get and so it. that's why i want to i want to bring them on and i want to talk not military i want to talk uh let's talk about your music career you know yeah absolutely and get them that you start feeling like the you know the the you know famous person that they are you know and like yeah. they're getting they're starting to get that attention i love what yeah. you're doing man i, I love I, I can't express it enough i think it's great um i'm gonna do my portion and what i can to try to make it better i appreciate um, it man you know and absolutely i i definitely want to see the success of it all um you know i think it's a great thing and it's 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 going to be great for a lot of people and it's going to give you know people exposure and i mean one day you can look back and say man you know this this created something and now look at this person you yeah. know and it was all because he started off on gun room radio you know yeah I mean, man like, <laughs> if, like I said, if, if somebody gets a gig out of it and, and it helps, uh, um, you know, them 
at least get paid for a night. I, I call that a win, man. You know, and and the other thing I, I want to do, and I, and I haven't worked all the details yet, but I want to have some virtual concerts throughout the yeah. winter time when yeah, when the uh, gigging yeah. slows down. Yeah. Right. Because Love I that. think it's important. You know, yes, Gun Room Radio needs to make some money to to keep afloat, but when the traveling quits, we're not talking about George Strait that made eight point nine million dollars and is good throughout the winter. He can chill and go sit in a studio and write some new songs for next year when you know touring season starts again. You know, we're talking about people that are like everybody else, man. They have a budget, they have bills, they 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 are living in neighborhoods and communities, not gated communities, you know. So I want to have some virtual um, concerts this winter, you know, and, and hopefully drive some fans to, to, you know, pay a small entry fee to, to, to watch it. Um, there'll be discounts for the uh, Patreon members um, as well. But uh, um, I want, I want that, you know, and it, it, the money that's going to go to uh, um, helping the veterans, you know, that they're going to get paid for their time and, and their, their shows. You know, I just, I ain't worked out the logistics yet on how I'm going to, do it and how to set it up and still make it entertaining and and up to my standards for the uh the show you know so but uh i've got like i said i got a lot of things that i want to do you know i do have one uh one good question for you okay and uh is the gun room radio gonna be at hero fest i mean uh yeah are you gonna be there this i am hero stock i mean hero fest hero stock are you gonna, you gonna be there Yep. Uh, so it, is Gun Room Radio going to be live? We that? are. Uh, yes. Yep. So uh, right. uh, Jason asked us to come up and uh, I told him, uh, I said, why don't we stream this? And he said, why don't we? And I said, dude, I'll come up and do it, man. So he's going to set it up to where I can be close to the stage. And uh, yeah, we're going yeah, to live great. stream it on uh, their Facebook page and uh, hopefully my Facebook page. And, and, uh, we're going to uh, put it on the radio station. It'll be live on the radio station all day long. So I'll have a little uh, booth and I'll be on the air and we'll be talking about what's going on and, and try to drive as many people. And if you can't make it, at least you're going to be able to hear the concert and hopefully see it. Yeah. I'm so. definitely uh, the wife and I already told her we're making arrangements. We're flying out to Nebraska. Yeah. It's just going to be a weekend thing. We'll, we'll just go for a couple of days. Turn around, yeah. come back home. So I'm coming. But, awesome, uh, man. I'm coming as Brian Roof, man. I'm just going to come and have a good time. I yeah. may do a little bit of some video stuff to to show back later. But, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to be there to have a good time and come meet Donald, come meet Scotty, come meet all the people that are going to be there. Absolutely, Sheesh. man. I mean, there's just, I mean, I can't wait to just go there for the networking portion and, and get to actually see everybody in person. Yeah, and you're you're gonna have to stop by. I'm gonna put you on the air for a while. We'll just yeah. chat, man. Well, and and of course, man. you know I'm gonna bring my mom. So so we're gonna be up there, and uh, man, we're gonna have to go have some dinner. I'm I ain't figured out the hotel yet that I'm gonna stay at, but uh, I'll let you know where, where we're gonna stay at. We'll go get some dinner, you know. Uh, and, as we get closer, let's kind of start talking about that kind of stuff, and uh, yeah. we'll try to get close to the same. I know we already looked into flying. I think you can only fly into Omaha, so it is. Um, yeah. So we, I know that part, but uh, definitely try to find out a place that we can get close to. Like maybe we can all find a same hotel and you know yeah, do man. dinner and all that good stuff. Yeah, man. 
So I was I actually uh, entered the military in Lincoln. So no shit. Yeah, oh, wow. my, my so you know That's when he told crazy. me this, I said, you know, I, I ain't been to my dad's grave in a long time. So on the way up, I'm gonna stop off at my dad's grave and 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 see it and oh, visit that's, him that's great and that's then great. uh go on up to uh ashland and 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 kick off uh a really good weekend man so. yeah, that's gonna be great and you know what uh doing this podcasting thing and and, and meeting some of these people nebraska is doing a lot of great things out there they got a they lot are. of great nonprofits. <laughs> i mean people probably don't like to hear but they are becoming the mecca yeah of uh the, the veteran world man i mean and yeah. they're pretty yeah. central yeah so, contagious uh, for like seven weeks long was like and another person from nebraska <laughs> yeah yeah i said something and then i heard eric like oh there's another you know jumping on the bandwagon <laughs> uh, yeah, but it is true man i mean i i just keep hearing more and more i don't know if it's just because jason steiner i'm in touch with him now and jason's all over the place that guy he is a huge supporter, man. He I, is. He, that guy is boots on the ground, no yep. doubt. And he is a big cheerleader for everybody. I love that guy. And yep. and that's why uh, yep. I try to give him as much support as I can. And try and, to, and that's you know, what I'm saying, man. These five, that, that thing turns into the place to be. Yeah, man. And and that's what I'm saying. These 501Cs, these mom and pop 501Cs, you know, I'm not talking about the, the big guys. And I'm not taking nothing away from the big guys. Tunnel for Towers, Wooded Warrior, they all do great things. But right. these mom and pops, these these ones that have a very small, limited budget, I think the the quality of help that they they provide is light years ahead of everything else because they don't have all the corporate problem. Yeah, right. And that's it's what way it more needs. Intimate that's what and it way needs more to be. personal, you know. Yep. And because damn near everybody who knows uh, Hero Stock knows Jason Steiner, right? I mean, yeah. Cause he will talk to everybody. He's, he, you know, that guy doesn't have a problem, you know, being friendly with anybody and he's very personable, nope. but, uh, yeah, man. yeah, these guys, the, the, the relationship that you find with these smaller, uh, nonprofits, it, like you said, the outreach that they're getting, I think it's way more of a personal level and that yep. the, the people getting the help feel, you know, like, wow, man, this dude really does care, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, and, and she they, really cares. Whatever they they figure out how to make their dollar go way farther, and Absolutely. and and that's what I love about it, man. Because you know, look at uh, um, Wheels for Vets. I think they were the first group I had on that can honestly say one hundred percent of everything they make goes to the vets. They don't even take. They don't even cover their traveling expenses from that fund. They all pay for themselves. So, like, wow. if they have a, a bike that somebody donated that's a 1,000 miles away, they pay for their own gas and maintenance and everything else for their vehicles to go pick up that bike and bring it back. The only thing that that money goes for is the bike that they're building to give to the vendor. So, that's so awesome, man. Dude, I mean, there's not very many people that can say that. See, and, you know, that's one thing about the podcasting, though. After a while, you start talking to these guys, and you feel like, Man, maybe I ain't doing enough because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of these guys are out there; they're so selfless with their time yep. and, and everything, and, the, and their dedication and stuff. Like, uh, and it just I, I, every time I talk to some of these guys, they just blow me away with their 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 dedication, how much they love it, and, and they're yep. involved in it. I mean, 
for you to do a nonprofit, you definitely got to love it and you got to yeah. have passion for it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, every one of them I'm coming across, man, I'm just like, wow, these guys, they, they just really touched me and they're all inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. But, I uh, agree, man. I appreciate you, Donald. Is there anything else, man, you want to say before we get on? Uh, I, I, dude, I, I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate I, you having I, me, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the show. Oh man, I appreciate that. I'm a big fan of yours too, Donald. Uh, I, dude, you're you're a great guy, a, a great hero, and you're doing great things. Um, I, I, I know. Anytime I could just sit there and talk all day with you, we <laughs> we were on probably about thirty minutes before we started recording. Yeah, man. So uh, we could talk forever. But Donald, thank you so much once again, my friend. And I know thank this you. is going to be the last of us talking. Uh, no, absolutely, but, man. Once again, I thank you so much for your time. And uh, if you could just hold tight, I'll be right back with you in a second. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Donald. All right, friends and fam. That wraps up another great interview. Donald Dunn is out there doing some great things. If you guys can please go out there, check him out. This is his website. All right. Two drunk dudes in a gun room.com. All right. And then the, you could also. Listen to Gun Room Radio. There is the link for that. Definitely want to check it out. Go support Veterans. It is a great station, uh, great music. I have discovered uh, some new artists just by listening to myself. So um, check it out. So once again, everybody, thank you guys so much for tuning into Every Day is a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. Until next time. Urgh.